This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Today, I'm joined by Dan Stapleton, Justin Davis, Scoop. and Brian Altano. Blah. Our topic today comes from one of our fans, Seamus O'Neill. Seamus Seamus? Seamus. One of those. I like that name. Uh, makes me think of the wee baby Seamus. <laughs> I think it's a strong name, personally. It's pretty good. Yeah. Sounds like Shameless. Uh, it says, uh, recently my friends and I got on the subject of what we each thought was the most overrated game of all time. The question turned out to be a lot harder than we thought it would, and we had a lengthy discussion on the subject. My question to you would be, what are each of your answers for most overrated game of all time? It's, it's a really nasty question for, to ask a reviewer, because I mean, like, every, everybody's <laughs> uh, yeah. opinion is, is, is valid. You know? it's, 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 so it's, it's really which... Which a, do, you, do you disagree with more? But I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's been rated badly. Just it's a personal it. choice yeah. for what you believe. We, that's that caveat. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, it just depends on what I don't like. Right. Yeah. And that we should, said, we should also point out, <laughs> just because we think a game is overrated, doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad game. Right. right? right. It's just maybe just, something that is often praised that maybe doesn't deserve it sure. as much as some other games. Yeah. So, like this video will not end with like IGN declares X the most overrated <laughs> game of all time, <laughs> unless unless so. I'm going to start. No, I'm going to start. You're going to start. <laughs> <laughs> because this is my show. All right. I'm going to start with... I'm terrified someone's going to say mine before I get to. The highest rated game on Metacritic. The single highest rated game with a 98 on Metacritic, Grand Theft Auto 4. Oh, you took mine. Oh, no. <laughs> you took one of mine, but that's okay. That's but you good. have another feather in your cap. That's, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, that's, I, that's good. That's, uh, I'm actually... Um, I, which, I didn't give it a 10. Yeah, I didn't give it a 10. Thing. A lot of people give it a 10. Yeah. And I gave it a 10 after the first four hours I played it. And then I played 10 more. And I was like, this is not a 10 anymore. <laughs> now, for, for me, like, I, I think it depends on how you look at that game. Because okay. uh, I agree that like, the quests are not necessarily a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, some of them are pretty damn frustrating, in mm-hmm. fact. I like that you call them quests. Yeah, me too. Well, the, 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 the missions. Missions, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, not slaying orcs, so I'm I guess they're not. Doth thou have thy Grand Theft Auto sword? <laughs> Findeth in the quest. Yeah. A medieval Grand Theft Auto would yeah, be pretty would, awesome. Yes. Right? Would be pretty awesome. <laughs> get on that. Somebody please. Somebody make that. that. You just gonna hijack bike. a horse. Yeah. Yeah. That, yes. 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 Horse jack. I mean, we already did a Western Grand Theft Auto, right? So let's do a medieval. Yeah. Yeah. But point is, like, I, like I think that the strength of of Grand Theft Auto is not in its story or anything like that. It's just in the sandbox. Nope. Sure. And well, I, like, I think the sandbox... <laughs> he, that is, for me, that is a 10 out of 10 sandbox. It's nope. a sandbox with no sand. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, That's what they There's ruined. nothing to do in that game oh, outside of nonsense. driving and walking. Yeah, it's can, like you can throw darts on a date. It's just... That's, it's not you very can get fun. drunk and then take a cab. There's a yeah. city full of buildings you can't enter. There are uh, stores that you can only see from the outside. There's two banks in the entire game you can like walk into. <laughs> There's a couple of clothing stores you can go in, but for the most part, you're driving through a shell of a world, and the driving isn't that great. Mm. The shooting mechanics suck. Yeah. So you're left with a yeah. bunch of things you can't do very well in a mostly empty world. Even running, ten out of ten. Walking and running is <laughs> yeah. really hard to do. I never finished I, it. I never. Fi- I, I just I got yeah. burnt out. Nobody I, finished it. I wasn't. I obviously, it. people. Finished I, I will it. say for for its time, it was beautiful and it was ambitious as fuck yeah. that it was this gorgeous and huge and you, it looked that great from top to bottom like you could walk around that world and be like this looks really good yeah. but then you really dug into it and you're like there's not much here it just wasn't very fun to play yes i i, I disagree with, with with the notion that it's an empty sandbox i think there are a lot like the the, the people in in that city are fantastic to play with sure and I, I that that for me the, the way they react to, to the mayhem that I cause is, is one of the big, the big appeals of that game for me. Well, Just to be able to do madness and, and have fun things I, I, And I agree, that stuff was awesome. And especially yeah. when we saw the first uh, trailer for the physics engine they were running, where you just saw these the cars smashing into people and they'd just melt and fly <laughs> and just bend in half. And you could do a lot of that stuff in the game, and I loved it for that. But for the most part, like, you were driving around doing nothing. Yeah. And it still has that it has frustrating game mechanics where like it's you know it'll be like chase down this guy he's getting away in his car chase him down oh he got away yeah all right start it over restart again. the thing like, that's just like I'm, I'm over and it wasn't even just restart the mission it was restart the you driving yeah. to yeah. the mission right. to restart the mission they did let you skip those driving yeah. sections but yeah definitely I would, I would add though that uh, I think the multiplayer. And Grand Theft Auto 4 is underrated. Yeah, I think no, it was totally. awesome. I had so much fun playing. Totally. Co-op, co-op and it's got it's got some incredible characters and then some yeah. really cool story choices and stuff like that. But the highest rated game of all time on Metacritic. Uh, is that really uh, true? Yeah. Wow. I would have thought Metroid Prime or Galaxy would be. I would have said Ocarina, Ocarina of Time. Of time. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's what I thought you were gonna say, and I was gonna leap over Dan and punch you in the mouth. <laughs> no, I would never. It, I I love Ocarina of Time. I don't okay. think that game is overrated. Good. But what were you gonna say, Justin? Uh, I was going to say, obviously, blatantly, Uncharted 3 is not a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Greg Miller. Uh, I, you're going to get hell for this. Yep. I, no, I, th- I think like, Greg's in the minority on that one. You know? like, we, we Uncharted had this, 2 is so much better. I agree. We had this as, you know, we, we did a, a GameScoop panel at, live at uh, PAX East this year, mm. and it was on the best game of the generation. And Greg asked the audience, Do you, like, am I in the minority that Uncharted 3 is a 10? And the audience, <laughs> the audience did not agree with Greg. All right. So my thing let's, is... Let's go then. <laughs> It's similar to uh, GTA 4 where 
you know, it's telling this interesting story, and like that chapter you wander through the desert is like really memorable. The chapter where you're, these are spoilers, by the way, but where you're young Drake are like mm-hmm. really memorable. But they're just not that much fun. Yeah. Like, just like GTA 4 is trying to tell a really interesting story at the expense of like, you know, the fun, kooky sandboxness. Like, Uncharted 2 and 1, to a lesser extent, were like sort of fun. They had serious moments, Drake gets shot and almost dies. But like, for the most part, they're just sort of fun Indiana Jones style adventures. Yeah, and three totally. Is, three is dark. Yeah, me <clears throat> said. I, I, I think 3 is a very good game, an excellent game, but mm-hmm. I like 2 more. Me too. Yeah. I, th- I think you nailed it, by the way. The, um, the, the scene in the desert and the scene when you're young Drake, they're fantastic from a, a narrative perspective. Yeah. But once you're actually holding up and slogging through this desert, tired and thirsty, and nothing happens for 45 minutes sure. until you get into this And people are shouting at the screen. For, people are yeah. shouting at the screen that, oh, that's the point. And like they're not wrong, but it just means like that's why I played Uncharted three once, and I played sure. the other two several times. Yeah. I'm just like I don't want to experience. I that. mean, a lot of people's favorite parts in the Indiana <coughs> Jones movie isn't when he's teaching a class. I think right. about I think about Uncharted three as the Temple of Doom of the Uncharted series. Oh, I guess. so the best one? No, man. no, get out of here! <laughs> yeah, that's Temple a Doom, whole man. different. We're saving this. <laughs> Temple Doom is amazing. I know. Nope, no, I also no, think no, Temple of no. Doom is like too cool to. You know, yeah, Temple of Doom is way. the best Indiana Jones by far. No, no. Nope. Yeah, it is oh! nonstop amazing from top to bottom. Nope, I don't even Temple want to hear it. Temple of Doom is awesome. It is. Thank you. Yeah, cut up with the monkey brains. whole dinner chilled monkey brains. Especially because they're starving. They haven't eaten in so long. Just like Nathan Drake, who had been in the desert for a very long time. Well, the analogy that I was getting at, I didn't. I was surprised that you guys liked that so much. I thought most people didn't like Temple of Doom because it's darker than the other movies. It's darker, and there's child slavery, and it's like, oof, this is less fun. I thought it was goofier, really. Like they went, they so went so more over the top. Short of the round, so yeah, that's true. The guy gets um, crushed in that like steamroller machine. He's like. Turbine gets caught and yeah. he gets sucked into it and the blood Ooh, comes over there. The guy rips like, a beating ah, heart out. Yeah. Kalima! It's just not as much fun in Uncharted 3, I'm bringing this back around, yeah. when like you find out he's not even related to Nathan Drake and then you're like, oof, that feels bad. Like It turns out he like stole that name and like his friends are all telling him to quit and he won't quit. Like He's really crazy about it and I'm just like, man, I don't know. I, it's just not, not as good. I agree. Uh, Dan. Over it again. Uh, I've, I've picked this one specifically to antagonize Justin. All right. I'm going to say Angry Birds. Nope. I'm going to say Minecraft. Okay. okay. All right. Um, Overrated. Okay. So I, I I love Minecraft as a toy. I, it, it, it is it is virtual Legos. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, as a game, eh. Yeah. Like the, the game that's that's in and again that's that's another one where it's a fantastic sandbox. Not a great game. Okay. I think I think that that I mean you can go and, and do the dungeon delving stuff, um, but you know it's it's very simple combat mechanics. Uh, most of what you're doing is hitting something with a stick. Um, it, it's it's not well paced. It's not. You are describing the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. I disagree with that. Just hit things with a stick. You del- dungeon delving. <laughs> you it's slow it's paced. Well, you know. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not saying that combat in Skyrim is fantastic, but sure. it's better than Minecraft. I thought Skyrim sucked, so. I mean, I think, so Minecraft blew up. A lot of people don't understand why that game is so huge. Why did it take over the world? Why did it make Notch? I think it's over $200 million Give or take, yeah. Um, But Minecraft blew up at the same era where Call of Duty and Uncharted and games like that ruled the gaming landscape where they funnel you from one, like, they could not be more scripted. Uncharted, like, you jumped the wrong way, so now you die, and you do it again. Like, it's literally the most guided, the hand of the developer guiding you from place to place. Yeah. And Minecraft is a reaction to that. It's a response to that. Like the degree of player agency, you can make this world look 
like whatever you want. You can do anything that you want in this game. You can build a giant underground, you know, Moria labyrinth. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can build towers. You can to the make sky. anything you want. You right. can't do anything you want. Yeah. I mean, game. you can in the sense that, like, you know, the world you can wander off in any random sure. direction. Like that degree of player freedom. You know, now it doesn't seem as radical because Minecraft got so big that other games are doing this like building crafting thing, but that wasn't really much of a thing sure. before Minecraft. But like, why does off. that make a fun game? If I get yeah. home from work and I just want to play a fun game and it's like, here's a field, go have fun, <laughs> build all the things right. to make fun with. It's I'm definitely, like, I don't want to do that. It's not a game for everybody. It's a game where you have to make your but own But it is a game though. for a lot it's of a people. It is a game for everybody. I mean, almost everybody's to, playing we, Minecraft. We, we, so I, I'm, I, couldn't get into Minecraft yeah. either, but we're in the minority there, right? Like, totally. 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 It's a game where you have to define your own goal. So it's like the game doesn't tell you, hey, build, build a library, but I that's chose like, to, like, I want to go out and build, like, this massive library. Like, right, and, and for me, that, that is the difference between a game and a toy. Yeah. Is, is, that, is that a game is, 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 you know, creates obstacles for you, creates objectives for you, there's a goal, there's something, there's something trying to stop you from accomplishing that goal. I disagree. You can make there's, your own goals and have it still be a video game. Well, it's, but it's a game that you have made for yourself. Yeah. It, it's, it like, it's like I give you a ball. And, and a field, and then you start playing baseball. I haven't designed baseball. You designed baseball. Yeah, but baseball's a game. Right, but I, I gave you a physical yeah, ball. You made the game. Right, you, it, you made baseball. It doesn't, those games don't work for me. I need, like, objectives mm-hmm. to work towards, basically. When I'm, when I'm dropped into a world and I'm not giving anything to do, I feel, like, paralyzed. I'm just like, well, I don't know. What, like, I, I totally I agree. I, 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 love, I love the art. I love the way things look when they're all built. And I yeah. want to see somebody make games out of Minecraft that have... Points and things to do in them, and you can drop it in front of me and, and people be like, have. Yeah, get people to the have. tower and beat the king or whatever. And, and I'm like, sure, I'll do that. But when you're just like, here's a field and an axe, oh, there's some things coming at night, but they don't really matter. You know, just build a hat or whatever. Then that's, you know, <laughs> it's like, not enough for me. When I played Minecraft at first, it was, it was brought to me as like, this game is amazing. Try it. Play this game. So I played, I played it as a game. And I was underwhelmed because, like, I played it for like a weekend, and it's like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm having some fun here. I'm I'm driven to go and, and you know acquire these materials and craft craft a better house. Eventually, I built a a house suspended in the sky with like effectively suspended by a waterfall, and the only right. way you can fly, you can get up there like is a waterfall, go up the waterfall elevator. Yeah. Right. So, like after That's I'd done that, it's like, okay, what am I doing? There's no more game here. I, I have like swords made out of diamonds. Like there's no nothing else. You got to make so no. Mega Man <laughs> right out of but. <laughs> Like blue blocks right. for the rest of your life. Exactly. So, so you like once you turn it and once you realize it's not a it's not a great game. It's a, it's a great Lego set. Sure. It's a fantastic. But toy. Does it claim to be anything else in that? No. Like, yeah. like so, what? I'm just not sure. It's fair to claim it's overrated when it doesn't claim to be anything other than it is. It's considered. Mm-hmm. It's rated as a game. Okay. I, it's it's the same the same uh, thing with with Grand Theft Auto. I feel. Okay. I mean, I don't think like you can think about something like Animal Crossing is the same way. It's open ended. You decide what you want to do in that game. I want to breed flowers. Another person wants to fill their you know insect book. Neither person's wrong. The game doesn't tell you what to do. Well, here's here's a comparison for no, you. No, that's 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 completely that's not true <laughs> at all. You walk into the game and the guy goes, "You have a house. You owe me money. Go get money to give me money." No, you for can the live house. in a tent if you want to. Nothing's stopping you from doing that. Nobody wants to live in a tent. <laughs> here's a comparison. We live for in you. San Francisco. A lot of people here live in tents. Spore. Spore is a pretty bad game, I think. Yeah, but it has a fantastic creature creator. Like I can play with that creature creator for hours and hours and hours. I, I gave it to my to my my uh, sisters-in-law who were like you know ten at the time, and they they played with that like just I gave them just the creature creator, not the full game. It was very nice of them to to not make me disappoint them with the full game. Mm-hmm. So I gave them the creature creator, and they played with it for a year. Yeah, like it is it is fantastic, but it's not a game. Did sure. they also make dick monsters like everybody else? <laughs> I never saw a dick monster out of them, but yeah. Brian, since I stole your. <coughs> 
your uh, your pick. No, I, I mean, I totally agreed with yours. Um, mine is, and I'm a huge Zelda fan. Everybody knows that. But mine is the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Yeah, oh, me no. too. It's just me too. Oh, no. Really? I love that one. Okay, so, you and I have talked about this before. Yeah, so for whatever reason, that game has never and will never truly click with me. It always feels yeah. like... Something, it, it feels like a student project after Ocarina of Time, where that came out and somebody was like, let's take all those parts and build this fake weekend Zelda where you have to keep repeating quests, you're on a three day cycle. The story's cool where it's like there's this moon coming down and pending doom, but there's what, four, six temples in the entire game? Yeah. You're this weird link in this weird town that you have no connection to with all these strange people. It feels like a side quest or like, um, like a second quest to Ocarina of Time, but not in like a good way. You know when you played the first Zelda, and you're like, oh, they remixed everything, and I don't know where anything is anymore. Yeah. That's how Majora's Mask felt. And I'm in the minority on this, because I know many Zelda fans are like, that is one of the best Zelda games ever made. It Some is people... a polarizing Zelda, though. Is it really? It seems like you either love it or hate it. Yeah, because I mean, every other Zelda game I've ever played, I'm in a temple, and I'm like, I can take my time to beat this. And with that game, it's like, I better rush out and get the key and come back <clears throat> and ch change the time and then come back again and then yeah. get a mask that changes my character attributes. Like, it's so weird and not in a good way. There's a lot of weird Zelda games. I enjoy most of them. Majora's Mask just never did it for me. I think it's horribly overrated. I agree. It's interesting narratively. It's actually, there's a thread running through all these games, except Minecraft, I guess, is the exception, where like it do it's doing an interesting thing with story, I think, at the expense of gameplay. Like, yeah. I played the game the first time and fucked up, and then... I had to repeat everything I'd just done. And I, I'm like, that's not fun. Like, it that's doesn't, fun it doesn't feel good. Like, you had to re-meet everyone for the first time dozens of times yeah. if you weren't playing it the right way. And like, it's really stressful. And again, there's going to be people screaming at the television good. saying, I love Zelda games. I love them. I play yeah. them more than anybody in the office, probably. Majora's Mask was not good. <laughs> I just mean like they're going to say the point is that it's stressful. The world's ending. You know, yeah. You're supposed to feel that, but I'm like, that's not what I want to feel. Like, that's not Zelda for me. Give no, me a me field neither. and a horse, and I can hang out. I can be like, I'm going to go check out that thing over there. Maybe there's something over here. Yeah, like, it's like, nope, you got to go. Time. You got to get going. You can't see what's over there. No. You don't have time to do that. It's, 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 it's a Zelda game with a timer on it, and to me, that's completely stupid. Those are two things battling each other. You, I, you guys are not alone. I know a lot of people agree with you. Uh, I, I liked Majora's Mask a lot. I like, you know, if you look at all all the, the Zelda games, a lot of them are very similar. They mm -hmm. feel very similar, and it's, I start to get tired of that. I like that Majora's Mask was different. I like that it's kind of weird and creepy. It's dark. Yeah, I mean that's dark. cool. Like it's got it's, it. like it's totally got that stuff going yeah. for it, which I really appreciated. Like when you first meet the mask salesman, and oh, you're like, God. this is this guy's demented. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's like Jigsaw or something like that. I like Nintendo being weird and creepy. Yeah, that's me cool. too. Me too. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think we've talked about this before, but I, I did say once that I would give that game another chance. I think we talked about on in GameScoop before that we should yeah. play it again, and then we didn't do it. Yeah, the last time I <laughs> went on GameScoop and shit on Majora's Mask. <laughs> yeah. when, when Nintendo wants to remake it in HD and yeah. like, put it on 3DS or something. Put it something. on 3DS. I'll give it another yeah. shot. Uh, thank you for the topic, Seamus. Uh, lots of good, interesting picks here. Viewers, let us know your picks for the most overrated games of all time. Let us know in the comments on Twitter, and stay tuned for more from IGN GameScoop.
Welcome back to GameScoop, everybody. I'm Damon Hatfield. I'm joined now by Ryan, Justin, Hipster Justin, and Greg Miller. I'm running for Congress. <laughs> I'd like the third seat in the District of Columbia. I'm sorry about my Don Matrick hair today. That's okay. We all have our roles to play. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, something interesting here. This comes from one of our viewers, Cezanne. Cezanne? Yeah. This is a pretty good name. Saison? Uh, nope, it's not, not that. Okay. All right. Is it say anything? What I said. We'll move on. <laughs> Cezanne says, I was thinking about system launches of the past couple of generations, and the games that came out were not memorable at all. Talking Correct. about launch games, right? Mm -hmm. So he says, my question is, are we getting excited this November for what we will consider garbage in two years? <laughs> or, or are these all veteran developers creating games with a track mm -hmm. history of success? As usual, the truth lies somewhere yeah. in between. Right? Yeah, yeah. But you don't uh, remember that PS2 chestnut FantaVision? So yeah. I would, I would I say... Talk about FantaVision. <laughs> for the major home consoles, I can't speak to Vita or 3DS as well, but I'd say the last killer app at a launch was Halo 1 for Xbox One. Mm. I don't think the 360, I don't think the PS3 had any games. At launch, day one, they were like, I need to buy this system right now. Right, 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 right. That's, I think that's a worthy point. Uh, I know that... I think Rich used to make the case, I think, that... I don't want to bring that up because I'm not right. But for PlayStation, for sure, for PlayStation Vita, Colin and I, I think a lot of people, if that you look at that lineup, lineup. That, that was a strong lineup, yeah. but it didn't move units even in a weird yeah. spot, right? Because no, you want a game, uh, when you have a system launch and you want, there's only going to be a few games out, to be the standout game, to be the one everybody remembers like a Halo, that yeah. takes something super special. It does. It's tough. But um, at the same time, to, your, <clears throat> to the reader's point, it's... it's uh, these are veteran developers, and everything, like we saw this, I think we saw this with 360 and PS3 this gen, everything was pretty safe. Like, right. the 360 lineup was, it was very good. There was Call of Duty 2, there was Condemned, there was Project Gotham Racing 3, um, one or two others. Peter I, Jackson's I, King Kong. Yep, not a launch title, not a day, really? not a day oh, one yeah. launch title. It came out a month later in December, but yeah, there were some really good games, but nothing you were like, you'd tell all your friends, like, you need to buy this now. There was Geometry Wars. Right. Yeah. I guess That's even that true. was... That it. was within PGR3, yeah. which is yeah. so arguably the... Possibly the best of the launch titles yeah. for 360. But, and that's what, I mean, when you talk about PS4 and you talk about Xbox One, and I try to explain to people why we're excited for this, they go, oh, cool, blah, blah. And like, oh, yeah, and it's got, you know, it's got to have 2,000 friends on PlayStation 4, and this will connect your TV. And people are like, cool, what games does it have? And you're like, well, it, <laughs> Titanfall looks good, but that's not coming out on day one. And I'm really excited for Infamous, but that's in February. You know what I mean? Like, there's all I mean, these you think, like, we're excited to play Watch Dogs. Right. right. Uh, but then. If you already have a, a PS3 or an Xbox 360, you can still you can play buy it. Like, like, this is the big good. question: is how much different or how much better, or superior are you know the 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 ports or not ports, but the next gen versions of these games going to be? You know, stuff like Battlefield, stuff like Watch Dogs, Call right. of Duty, yeah. Assassin's yeah. Creed. Like, is it worth four hundred or five hundred dollars to get Assassin's Creed Four? On a next-gen console. I think Battlefield is a good case where there's going to be a massive discrepancy yep. between the two. But something like Watch Dogs and AC4, eh, maybe not so much. Watch we'll Dogs see. has got to be. I mean, everything crazy. does it, though? It's I mean, that's what we don't know. And, like, when you, and that's what I said on the live stream yesterday for Call of Duty Ghost, right? It was just like, these are cool features. What is the parity between systems? Like, yeah. What are you going to see on PS3 versus PS4, Xbox right. One versus right. Xbox? And it reminds me, you're talking about veteran developers, right? It reminds me so much of when Madden came to 360, and there, you know what I mean. Yeah. But hands down, the better version of Madden that year was on Xbox. Period. Mm. The original. I don't know how right. you say it anymore. Oh, the original Xbox. Xbox. <laughs> and the Xbox 360 version was a totally watered down. It was. Pretty well, it was version. stripped down. It was yeah. very stripped down, and they seem to be avoiding that this time. Both that uh, we know of. That we know of, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're, I was, it's funny you say that, Greg, because I was just going to bring up the sports games, because uh, <clears throat> NBA 2K14 and the return of NBA Live, what, what will come of it, we don't know yet, but yeah. NBA 2K14 and, yeah, Madden are sort of two really just multi-million, two of the biggest selling games every single year, and they are getting day one launch titles for both systems, and those could be, could be, markedly better than the current-gen counterparts, at least in the visuals department. Sure. I think companies have gotten better about, like, that transition, that console transition gets a little bit smoother each time. It used to be, like, a hard break. These are the new consoles. These are what all the games are coming out for. And then last-gen, there was, like, a good year, 18-month overlap. And now I think it's going to be even longer. I think we're going to very slowly and right. steadily. Part of that, too, was the, the huge... We're not taking as big a leap this generation for, uh, as we did last time around, going from standard def to high def. Yep. All new engines had to be rewritten. You know, this time, yeah, EA is doing their Ignite sports engine, but mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of games more just sort of iterate on their current technology and, and slowly maturing it into next-gen, whereas... To your point, Justin, yeah, last last time around, you had to just start from scratch. Well, we also, I mean, it's way too expensive for someone to make a game that's next-gen only. There are a few exceptions. There are a few next-gen only games. Right. but generally, Most of them are first-party, though. Yeah, right. generally yeah. speaking, for a game to even remotely have a chance to make its budget back, it has to be on the PS3 and 360 and PC where there's already millions yeah, of Yeah, we saw uh, Thief announced a while ago. The Thief reboot yep. was originally going to be a next-gen only title, and then they, they must have, an accountant must have gotten a hold of that, yeah. a hold of that situation and went, uh, That's gonna be someone at Square Enix. No, so. we better go ahead and put out current gen I versions mean, of this I, too. Even to that point, you think about when you know the latest Rayman was gonna be a Wii U exclusive, right? right. And like, Same thing. And they were like, well, let's actually recoup some of the costs here and yeah. make make this happen. And so I wouldn't be surprised if you know. So obviously, Assassin's Creed Four is both versions, but maybe even next yeah. year's yeah. version. You know, that might also you might still get a 360. Oh, PS3 I would version. I would bet on it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You see that. It takes a long time, it takes years even for developers to get comfortable with to mm-hmm. developing for these systems, right? And really learn how to get the most out of them. And that's why so many of these first run launch games are like, okay, that's great at the time, but you don't look back and go, man, Resistance Fall yeah. of Man was yeah. the first person shooter. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you look at the best games of the generation, I don't know, games like, uh, like Bioshock, Uncharted, uh, Mass Effect 2, like, y- you don't see those at the beginning. At, at the launch. I mean, but like, what, what if they could? Right? Like, what if they did... I know! <laughs> what if they were, like, Xbox One and they had, like, a, a Bioshock-quality game ready to go at launch? Yeah, you know, like, that'd be nice. Well, it's like, I'm hyped about games like Rise. Like, I think it looks really cool. I want to play it. But I don't see that, you know, six, seven years from now, that being, like, the game that yeah. we all, you know, they were like, yeah, that's the Xbox One They can't all be Smuggler's get. Run. <laughs> No, we have you know we have a list of, of confirmed day one games for both consoles. You know, a lot of like we've been talking about ports or upgraded versions. The lists of are very very games. similar to They're one very another. Similar. There's right. lots of overlap. PS4 has a few more exclusives like Killzone Shadowfall, Knack. Boom, Knack system seller. Mark uh, Cerny's back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh, you got you got Rise. You got Dead Rising three. You got Forza. So it's Dead Rising three. Yeah, it is. Justifying my purchase of an Xbox. And and actually, that is probably number one on my list right now. So what are we, Damon? Are we going to go over what we're all actually planning on buying? We can. Okay. I'd like to know. I'm curious. Okay. I've I have my PS4 pre-ordered with Watch Dogs. Yeah. That's all I've got so far. Me too. I have a PS4 pre-order with Watch Dogs, the exact same deal, and I'm probably going to pick up Assassin's Creed 4 as well. I'm very... No, man. We were, we were burned. I'm so-so on that franchise, but I just love pirates too much. <laughs> I can't... You, know, you can know, sail that's... around the seas and be a pirate and customize your pirate ship. I'm like, all right. I've been saying know. Assassin's Creed 4 is like, I thought I was out, but they pulled right. me back in. Won't get it... fooled again. Yeah, and it's, it's like, uh, well, well, we'll see. 
Yeah, I, hope I mean, it's good. I've got both pre-ordered. Uh, I would say Forza and Dead Rising on the first party front for, for sure. Microsoft. Um, uh, the 1666 isn't a day one launch no, title, right? So that's the so. PS4 game I'm most exclusive. I'm most excited about so far. But um, yeah, then on the third party side, definitely Watch Dogs for sure. Yeah. For me, I have them both pre-ordered. Um, now that I know it, Dead Rising, <laughs> it will be purchased right away. And on Watch PS4, Dogs for sure. DC Universe Online. DC. I mean, that's. That, I mean, you want to talk about the greatest games of the generation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and it's. Like, you're, <laughs> I sure. guess this is finally the definitive launch title yep. game you could buy. <laughs> this is it. This is the Bioshock. <laughs> this is the only one you need to have. The greatest MMO of all time on. Theoretically, the greatest system of all time with 2,000 <laughs> friends <laughs> and Vita integration. Yeah, so Cezanne asked if we're getting excited for you know maybe no reason. People were more excited about the potential that comes with a new console, right? Like, yeah. you're going to have this thing for years and years. You're going to be playing so many great games over the next five to ten years. Like, that's what people are excited about. Not to sound like a crotchety old man, but gosh, guys, remember back in the day when there was a killer launch? A launch killer app with every launch, and it was yeah. simply in with Super, Mar yeah, well. Super Mario <laughs> Brothers, yeah, yeah. Super Mario World, Sonic the the Hedgehog, and it was just. I mean, you could argue that the Wii, you know, had Wii Sports that moved. Wii Sports people bought it for Wii even Sports. Twilight Princess could be argued, even though it also came out for GameCube. Yeah. It's a borderline. Wii Sports one. and Twilight Princess was a great like right. one-two really, casual. You've got your like hardcore yeah. and, and casual game. And yes, Halo One, but yeah, it's yeah. I mean, you point out. You, I mean, I know this for a lot of people. Maybe they didn't like that the, the Wii Zelda that much. We've talked about. Oh, it was just a, it was really just an upgrade. You know, but, but, it, but it was still a new console launched with a Zelda. You know, I mean, yeah. how could you not be excited for yeah. that at the time? Yeah. Little did we know it would be all wolf digging and fringe fingers. <laughs> you don't even know what's that. And how long is fingers. this game? It's like <laughs> 70 hours long. No, I mean, we definitely, no one's spending four or $500 for what's available day one. They're buying it knowing that there's going to be all those experiences yeah. in the months and years. And arguably, they're buying it more for the non-game things, just the, like the system potential, sure. like the 2,000 friends and the game DVR mm. functionality yeah, and all the social sharing, sharing yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I just like we're all, I guess I don't want to speak for you. Me personally, I'm a big enough nerd that I just like playing around with new hardware totally. and new technology. Yeah. Like I don't own a Vita, but I've been borrowing an IGN Vita. And like, it's not even about the games library. It's just about playing around with it and feeling it. And I like checking checking out new tech. And so sure. it'll be exciting to have, you know, new consoles in my entertainment system. We got some tech over here. This is uh, this fall is gonna be very very exciting. What are we? Hopefully, we're gonna get release dates for these things. Yeah, maybe maybe next, next week, right? <laughs> next, next week at Gamescom. Next I'll be there. Week. How how sure are we there that Microsoft? Not is at all there? sure. Not yeah. at all sure. Okay. Um, I think they're both trying to position as soon as possible. I'm sure Sony is trying everything they can to make to hit October since Microsoft is November. Because why wouldn't you? Of course you would. So. And I'm sure Microsoft is trying to get as early in November as possible. They've already scaled back from 21 countries yeah. in, in 2013 to 13. 13. So, uh, you know, I, I stand by my prediction that the Xbox One will launch on November 5th alongside Call of Duty Ghosts. But that's, 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 a really that's good just point. me. And you think uh, Sony will be for, a week earlier, maybe? I think October Sony I think Sony is going to go, yeah, w within a week or two in either direction, but probably on the earlier side. I agree. If I had to guess. We got it's unbelievable that like I guess we would have to go back and like check the tape, as the kids say. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I think it's interesting that we don't have dates. Like these are a couple months away and we don't have dates yet. Like is that that's not normal? Didn't is we it? get same thing that happened with the Wii U though? Didn't they not give the date for Wii U till mm, man, see, pretty that's, late? This is what it's now my memory. That sounds uh, familiar. Like my brain, like my memory is that we usually get dates at E3, but that could totally not be the case. It just seems crazy that we're two months away and we don't have dates yet. It's exciting though. Yeah, it is. Thanks Bring it on. Us. Stay tuned for more from IGN GameCube.
Welcome back to Game Sweep, everybody. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. I'm joined now by Greg Miller. Ahoy! Marty Sleva hey. and Justin Davis, Scoop. who's very upset because he just got schooled in an online game of Hearthstone. I did. You yeah. lost IGN $2. Yes. I did, yeah. I did. I was, I was playing an arena match. It did not go my way. And the funny thing is, you thought you had him. I, yeah. he, I came over to sit down, and you're like, I've almost beat this He was so cocky guy. about it. He had he's nine health. Cocky I got him down to like, I got him down to like nine, six health, and then he just hung out there. He couldn't, he I couldn't. He that rubber banding. Couldn't put AI. him away. It's like Mario Kart. So much out of Red Shell. We're, we're not going to talk about it, but Hearthstone, you give a thumbs up? Yeah, it's great. Okay. We are going to talk about the date of November 15th, Whoa. 2013. The day that The Wolf of Wall Street is in theaters. <laughs> is that really the date? No. That is oh, awesome. Is. Wait, which one's The Wolf That's of the Wolf new Scorsese Street. movie. The new Scorsese oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Damn, now I got choices yeah. on what I'm going to do. I know. No, uh, yeah, it's also the day of the PlayStation 4. Oh, oh right, right, yeah, right. right. Trophies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a busy day. Finally play DC Universe Online <laughs> the way it was meant to be played. It's stunning HD, DD. <laughs> It's a Friday, yeah. Okay. which is also the day of the week that the PlayStation 3 came out, if I'm That's right, right. no, that's oh, 100% awesome. right, good job. Uh, so yeah, Sony announced their date first. We're still waiting on the date for the Xbox One. We thought maybe Microsoft would announce it this week at Gamescom. Now it's seeming more like they won't. They've already had their press conference and their media showing, so. You think there's gonna be an event for them later on, or this is this gonna be a, a announcement? There's no, unless they do it either at PAX or TGS. I can't see them doing it at TGS. No, I don't think they're doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it better be an event. It would be weird if a press release just came out, like, oh, by the way, it's coming out on November 20th. I don't know, I mean, I don't know. Like, the date itself, I don't see as being that huge of a deal. We know it's gonna be pretty close to PlayStation. I, mean, I don't think they need to have like a big event. The big deal is if it's before or after. Right. 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 The number sure. one story on IGN yesterday. Yeah. Seems like a pretty no, big No, I mean, deal. the date is a huge deal, but now that we know one date, like we know play their Xbox is gonna be right around the same time. I mean, like whether it's November 8th or November 22nd, like. I yeah, think it's a big deal, honestly. It's, I, I mean, you know, Sony would love to be out in front of sure. Xbox, yeah. right? And I think. Does it matter who goes first? I think it does. Yeah. Because people have already pre ordered them. Right, but there's still a ton of people who, I, like, the story I always come back to is the Ryan McCaffrey story after E3, where he predicts that Xbox One's going to be launched alongside Call of Duty Ghosts. Which yeah. is what day again? That's the November 5th. 5th. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, that, that's an excellent point of, like, if you're just some guy who only buys Call of Duty, yeah. you walk in to buy Call of Duty, and they're like, oh, and it's, you can get it in Super HD yeah. over here. And they're like, oh, my God. Blah, blah. And we've all, I think all of us have been to that point where we're kind of like, no, nah, we'll wait to buy something. And then all of a sudden it's out, and yep. we hear the hype. We're all talking about it in the office. You go into Best Buy. You see it. And you're like, ah. Shit. I guess the I should buy this. Yeah. So, no. I almost bought a Wii U when everybody was tweeting about <laughs> yeah. the Wii U that day. And so if you only have 500 bucks, maybe the first one you walk into the store and see will be the one that you want to buy. Well, I mean, for that Call of Duty player, right, they're going to come in and they're going to say, oh, I, oh, I've heard about the Xbox, right? Do my, does, do my friends carry over? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, and it's, okay. And they buy it and they don't even think about that yeah. there's a price difference or this or they've yeah. gone back and forth on policies. And or if you that, say you're excited for, like, uh, next-gen uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag or Watch Dogs, and you know, if you're able to play those on the 15th on PS4, or you have to wait till the 29th to play them on Xbox One, right? Maybe you you know take the dive first for those two weeks. 29th would be Black Friday. Whoa, Black Friday. yeah, yeah. I think part of the reason the <laughs> PlayStation News, ah, uh, it surprised me a little bit because um, we were we were hearing rumors that it was going to be later. It's like PlayStation have been nailing everything. You know, they came out of E3 so strong. All the news has been so strong from them. 
And we were starting to hear people say, man, like they might be launching early December. Like yeah. they're just not quite ready to go. Yeah, I mean, and, you think uh, it's all comes down, are, so it all like, comes down to supply, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, I still think it's, a, it's kind of crazy that uh, North America and Europe are getting this well before Japan. Yeah. Japan does not have a release date. That's crazy. They were very clear at E3 that we are launching this holiday 20, you know, this year yeah. in these two territories. They and that shows that they're Japan. definitely feeling heat for Microsoft because right? Microsoft is, I, I'm sure, I actually don't know about their Xbox One plans in Japan, but, you know, it's the same story it's always been. They've struggled there significantly. Right. Um, you know, Sony sort of feels like that's a territory they can sleep that's on That's money bit. in the bank, right? Yeah. No matter when they put it out, people are going to buy yeah. it. Yeah, Microsoft also came out, I think it was last week, and said that... Uh, I think they originally promised 21 different yeah, territories. Right. Scale it back to 13. Scale it back to 13. And granted, it was like Russia and then a lot of kind of... Lots of rumors of manufacturing problems, chip yield problems but on the Also, Xbox maybe one. that is them pulling back so that they can launch like with force in America right. and, and England and I think Germany so. you know, earlier. So I don't know. Yeah. That, that November 5th, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think that's... It, it'll be a big deal, I think, if it, can, if it can hit with Call of Duty. Especially the fact that the Call of Duty reveal event, right, for multiplayer was brought to you by Xbox. Yeah, and sure. all they talk about yeah. was Xbox. Yeah, no. Yeah, and now they're doing the opposite. Oh, I, I think I'm right about this, but aren't all GTA things PS3? Which I know that's not next gen, but it's interesting to see companies what do, do their marketing. GTA things? Uh, the same way that all, all Call of Duty marketing so far has yeah. been on that. They yeah. announced yeah. the bundle, yeah, the headset. Bundle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so it's interesting to see you know third parties and console makers yeah. pony up. Or but that's one of those, up? like, uh, I, call, I mean, Call of Duty has always kind of been, I associate it with, with 360. Right, And Correctly. I associate GTA with... PS2, so like yeah, that's sure. kind of how that works with me. I mean, when they said when they said uh, during this conference and blah blah blah, Grand Theft Auto Five, I was like, oh, like if they were gonna say anything, like they have a week of exclusivity on yeah, or something, yeah. I was like what? And then no. I think uh, the reason this maybe isn't quite as big a deal as it could be is because they are uh, doing better upgrade programs this this time around, or that's actually never something that I've seen before yeah. in video games, where right. a lot so, of big games yeah. are launching before the next gen consoles. So at GameStop, you can trade in like the P or the Xbox 360 version of Assassin's Creed, and for ten dollars, get the Xbox One version. Yeah, yeah. that's and then pretty cool because it may come out a month before the sure. The yeah. Xbox and so One it's like that's right? a really painful like the those first that like transition can be painful at yeah. times. Like people really, really want these games, but they're gonna get the next gen consoles. Yeah. Don't want to have to rebuy them. So that's, that's big with Call of Duty too, because they said that you're like all your stats and all that garbage is gonna transfer over to mm -hmm. <laughs> not garbage. I just well, hi everybody. That stuff. Figured it. I'm, I'm in charge of Call of Duty. I want to tell you that's all why your stats. And garbage will transfer from the Xbox. I guess you guys have won me over, and you're right that that if you know the Xbox can come out, it finally happened. Justin's admitting he's wrong about something. <laughs> you um, just take off the mic and leave. That would be a really, <laughs> really nice ten place. days for the Xbox One. Yeah. That would have over the over the PS4. If there isn't stock in stores available, then it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, but sure. see, it's, it's nice, but I think it's less nice because they're really doing things to soften that transition. If yeah. you're going to get a PS4, like, fine, play Call of Duty on your PS3 for a few more days and get the new one for 10 bucks. Like, it's also kind of funny, though, that this is, this is very topical right now, but, like, in a year, this is going to be the most dated, like, inconsequential yeah, yeah. game scoop that we've well, ever recorded because it's going to be like, well, whatever that week or two was. We've done a no, lot of inconsequential game <laughs> The PSP Go, it can't fail. <laughs> Sony announced they've already sold over a million pre-orders of the PlayStation 4. That's crazy. I think it's I think including that's... two to Greg Miller. See, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, let's be clear here. Wait, why do you have two? He has two it's... Amazon accounts. I didn't realize I had two Amazon accounts. Why so you have I two logged Amazon in accounts? and I what? I do too. I, do I, two, I didn't pay attention to what I was doing. I guess. <laughs> So I have two, two Amazons, all right? Everybody's I, not that crazy. I have two Amazon accounts that are tied to the same email, and which one I get logged into determines what by, is determined by what password I put in. Yeah. How does that make sense for anybody? 
Yeah, see, you guys got weird problems. Yeah. Well, it's not really a problem. I, mean, I was like, oh, I got two. Good deal. <laughs> my wife and I both have Amazon Prime for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's silly. It ships doubly fast then, right? Yeah. Like, it it yeah, arrives yeah, yesterday now. It's instantaneous. <laughs> I like that. Pretty good. So do we want to make a prediction? Let's just make a prediction. Then we can see if, if we're right. Oh, we're going to put this in a time capsule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Listen, and it's okay to pick the same dates, <clears> but I think November 8th is this, the Friday of the week that Call of Duty comes out. I'm going to say November 5th. Right you think on, it comes out on a Tuesday? On the nose. On the nose with Call of Duty. A Go Tuesday to launch for Xbox One. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say the Sunday before Black Friday, which is... That'd be the 22nd. Second. Second. Yeah. yeah, something like that. A week that. after PS3. Yeah. All right. I'm saying November 12th. That's the Tuesday before the PlayStation comes out. Oh, this is so Why confusing. do you guys think it would come out on a Tuesday? You're already going to the store to get games. Yeah, because Tuesday's the day the games come out. Yeah, I don't know. I'm You're right. It's a... That's my prediction. I'm not taking okay. it back. Right. But uh, games, consoles are a little bit different. Like I sure, didn't. Sure, sure. I think the Wii launched on the a weekend Sunday. and a weekend. Yeah, and and with that, <laughs> stay tuned for more from IGN GameScoop. Welcome back to GameScoop, everybody. I am your host, Damon Hadfield. I'm joined now by Dan Stapleton, Hello. Justin Davis, Scoop. and Greg Miller. Brat, brat. And we're going to talk about The Elder Scrolls Online. Are we now? Which, just this week, it was announced that it would have a $15 a month subscription fee that's on top of its $60 price tag Yee. for the game. They are partying like it's 2004, I gotta say. It, highly unusual today, isn't it? Like, yes. most... What, what MMO out there besides World of Warcraft and EVE Online is, isn't free to... Free to play. Uh, Final right. Fantasy is about the only one. Yeah. Fourteen. Uh, yeah. A Realm Reborn. Yes. And yeah, uh, it's about ready to launch again. That's going to be a subscription. A subscription. Game? Yeah, it's it's also a subscription. And, uh, WildStar just announced it would have a, a a fee as well, but they're doing something similar to Eve, where you can buy it with in-game money if you accrue enough. Well, so I don't know. Maybe this isn't as unusual as I thought. It's it's unusual. It's for... very unusual. I would okay. say like World of Warcraft. It's obvious that that game is going to be free to play eventually, and um, so it's really just Final Fantasy and Elder Scrolls are the only two. Those are the three big ones. I didn't, I guess I didn't know about WildStar. I mean, the 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 fact is that that any game that costs this much to develop needs a huge audience to, to support it and to support what, what, what Star Wars The Old Republic ran into was that they were unable to produce content fast enough for paying subscribers to consider it worth it and if EA couldn't do it I don't see how ZeniMax can do it mm -hmm. yeah I, I mean, mean no, go, we both uh, mean something uh, <laughs> there were buddies of meaning things <laughs> But no, of course, what I'm going to talk about is the ultimate well, MMO, about DC right Universe Online. <laughs> and DC Universe Online did the same thing, where it launched at $60, and then there was a $15 I think that was a $60 game. It was, yeah. And if you remember, it sold out. Like, there was a big deal. It was hard to get. People really want... It, it hit, and people thought it was something new and wanted to play it, and they were really into it. And that install base was enough to keep them afloat long enough for... I forget, was it six months to a year? They, they went free-to-play as well, but... What they said, at least, is it wasn't that they were like hemorrhaging money. It was just like this is time, and this is what you know we've always wanted to do. 
But to make that initial investment back, right, we buckled down and did that. And I think with a name like Elder Scrolls Online, like that's the next MMO I'm excited for. That's sure. the next but, one where I'm like, yes, I want to do that. They, what you're talking about right there is exactly what happened to Star Wars. Yeah. Like they, they went out there, they, sure. they, did, they did huge numbers right away, and then it tapered off because people got to the end of the content that was there. And the, you know, the content in there, the story content in the Old Republic is, is really good. It's mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's only so much of it. And, you, and once you burn through it, there's nothing else to do. And why am I still paying if they can't generate enough content for me to play for a month every month. But like their content pipeline was crazy and that doesn't mean that, you know, Zenimax Online's content pipeline has to look like that. Maybe they have, you know, a better way, a better plan for getting content out quickly. The Elder Scrolls, or excuse me, Star Wars, these are two separate problems. Like Star Wars' problem was they couldn't get content out fast enough to satiate the users and keep them paying that fee every month. That's because it was so high quality, the voice acting was so good, like it was Bioware. It was a Bioware game through and through. Maybe Zenimax Online won't have that problem. Maybe yeah, maybe they'll... their game will be crap, and then we'll be easier <laughs> to put out things. I, I don't know. It's it's like like Bioware thought they, that it could it could produce content like that. I mean, and that's they what could. you can go back to an old game scoop, and I said I don't see how that game is going to continue to have expansion packs and new content drops. Elder Scrolls or uh, Star Wars? Okay. Because I don't. I it's exactly what ended up happening. I'm like they released this really 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 high quality game, and it turned out it was really hard to release new content, you know, quickly of that quality. Um, so all of us that have seen Elder Scrolls Online come away very, very positive. Well, right. It's People improving. Really yeah. Like it. it was the initial review was not very positive at all, actually. Okay. But it's getting every time. Every time people see it, the game's coming together. Okay. Like it seems to. But be. then the question that you posed to me when we were talking about this earlier this week, Dan, is: Has Elder Scrolls Online just committed suicide already? Like, did it? Like even before it's out, it's not supposed to be out until next year. I was going adding a subscription fee, you know. I, it I think I think it, it's it's taking a huge huge risk. I mean, it's it it could potentially pay off, but I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it. Mm. I don't think it's suicide. I think they're going to be okay. okay. I think this is coming at it from Dan. He comes from PC land, where <laughs> the, the, you know things are different and <laughs> free to play is super successful and this that and the other. Whereas I think gamers are used to uh, console gamers who they're appealing to. The reason I'm excited for this game, right, is the fact that I will be able to play it on my console. I'm excited and I don't mind buying the $60 game and paying the $15. Because again, console mindset is, I'm going to play it and I'm going to stop paying for it at some point. And then either it goes free to play or they put out a new expansion and I'm back in and I'm super stoked for it. Right, but, but if you play it and then stop, play, stop paying for it, then ZeniMax is screwed. Because if, if everybody stops paying for it, they're, they're done. Sure. I mean, I think, so you guys know me. You guys know me well. We're friends so. and the viewers at home know that I have, sometimes have very strong opinions can be very stubborn, don't like to be swayed. Um, this one, for once, I'm right down the middle on it. Like, I really don't know what to think. On the one hand, obviously, I've talked about how I'm not wild about free-to-play games. The model of $15 for all you can eat. Um, you didn't read off the guy's quote, but he said... Yeah, I was planning to do that, and I threw the paper away. <laughs> <laughs> I can still do it. But, I mean, he basically says it allows them to deliver the package. The quote is, charging a monthly subscription fee means we will offer players the same game we set out to make and the one that fans set out to play. Yeah. But, don't, but don't you remember what, what, the, what the Bioware doctors were saying in the lead-up? They're gone! No, they, they, they're <laughs> this, making beer now. This is, like, the, the same stuff they were saying, which, 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 which is, that like, oh, this, this subscription fee uh, allows us to... Yeah. To uh, to do all the stuff we want to do, and free to play is is great for what it does, but subscription it lets us do this higher quality experience that people really want, and they failed. I mean, this is why I'm split down the middle. The idea of a sixty dollar game with the fifteen dollar fee on top of that seems crazy in 2013. It yeah. seems like no game has successfully been able to pull it off. MMO in years and years and years, they've all had to go free to play. And so part of me is like, yeah, they have committed suicide. Another part of me thinks 
Elder Scrolls is a huge deal. Mm. This game is shaping up really, really nicely. And I think if this game comes out and gets great reviews, it gets nines, people are really loving it, that maybe they can pull it off. Like, that's why I'm, like, totally on the fence on this one. Yeah, like, if, if, this, if the stars all align perfectly, then, yeah, like, if, if it is an amazing game and there's nothing, nothing wrong with it and it has tons and tons of content. You know, I, actually, what, what I think will be the make-or-break factor for it is if the endgame multiplayer, yeah. uh, the, the, the PvP, if that is sustainably awesome... Then people will stay. Will I, stay with it. But I if, agree. if they get to the end and there is nothing else to do, or if the multiplayer is not very well balanced, and they, they do have very ambitious multiplayer plans or you know their PvP plans, um, I don't know how developers can continue not building end games into their MMOs. Right. Like again, it's very easy for me to sit here in a couch and be like, let me explain. I don't know why these developers aren't <laughs> thinking of this problem. Let me explain to you what you're doing wrong with your MMO. But yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, you do see that mistake over and over again. People love a game. They get to the end. There's nothing left for them to do, so then they unsubscribe. Like right. that's that happens. That, that happened to the old Republic. I mean, yeah. people got to the end, the end of the the story content that Bioware had poured its heart and soul into, trying to make that good, but not realizing how quickly people would burn through it. But I mean, maybe that's just so you paid sixty dollars to get the game, and you get one free month, and maybe it takes you three months to get through it, or you know, however long. That's that's. Very optimistic. Well, but sure. I mean, the point is, you're still going to get seventy-five or ninety dollars from somebody. Like, that's a lot. Yeah, it's it's a lot, but but these games cost a huge amount of money to develop. Huge amount. And console gamers, you know, they complain about every dollar that they have to spend, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, on, let's say you, you pay four hundred dollars for your PS4, sixty dollars for the game. Mm -hmm. Now you have to pay an extra fifteen dollars a month, and you have to pay for PlayStation Plus to play this game online. Oh, so is this one? Is this one of them that'll have to be that one? Well, that's that's the deal. If you want to play online, yeah, um, but DC Universe Online isn't in in that mod in that thing. Like multiplayer, what they were talking okay. about. I'm, I'm just throwing okay. it out there for clarity's sake, even though okay. this muddies the water even more, I guess. But I'm actually not sure. I think some games that you pay for separately can be excluded yeah. from the PS Plus. Okay. Maybe that's it. Yeah. And here's here's one thing that that I'm. I mean, you you have a very good point earlier that that. <laughs> See you guys later. Good job. <laughs> we nailed them. <laughs> you had a very good point there that that this is an MMO coming to a, an audience that is not really into MMOs or has, hasn't had access to them very much in the past, and there could be a lot of interest there for people that haven't already soured on the subscription model. However, uh, the, the, the number of PlayStation 4s and Xbox Ones that are out there at the time this launches point. will not be enormous. Right, good point. Yeah. I mean, I, this is really, I don't know, it's a tough one to predict. I, keep, I, but like, I feel like if someone were to be like, Justin, write an essay on why this was a great idea, I could do it. And if someone said, write an essay on why this was a terrible idea, I could do it. It's like, it's all of Tamriel, it's the whole world of Elder Scrolls, that's incredibly appealing. But it's not being done by Bethesda. It's being done by a different studio, you know, uh, ZeniMax Online. So mm -hmm. it's like, for every point, there's like a counterpoint that it's like, this game for me is a toss-up. Skyrim became a $100 game, eventually. Yeah. But that was, you know, if you bought all the extra content. Well, at the same time, it's coming down, but it well, depends on what you buy it. If you bought it at launch and you bought all the extra content, over a couple of years, it becomes a $100 game. Yes. But Elder Scrolls Online becomes a $100 game in three months. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And then they want you to spend even more. Yeah, and that's that's after if you've already bought a if you just bought a five hundred dollar console three four hundred dollar console in your yeah. case. Um, would it would have been smarter if they just if they made the game free to download and then they just started just, you just pay a fifty dollar monthly subscription fee. Yes. Right? Why do they smarter. also need that sixty dollars up front? I mean, it could be because of Dan's point that maybe there's not a wealth of content. It's like maybe if someone's going to burn through it in two months, they can get thirty bucks for the two month subscription, or they can get seventy five. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you've, you've got that, that anticipation factor. You've got all the people that are going to run out there and throw their money at, at, at uh, ZeniMax and say, give me this game. And they're, they're used to doing that for 
uh, for pretty much every game. Right. So it's it's not that big of a hurdle. I think like Guild Wars, uh, Guild Wars Two has a has a great model where. Yeah. Uh, where you have the you know the initial sixty dollar purchase or fifty dollar purchase I forget I think it was sixty it was sixty now right. it's fifty right so you you buy in and then you pay no subscription fee but and this is another topic that people are kind of upset about for for uh, the Elder Scrolls Online in addition to the the sixty dollar buy in the fifteen dollars a month there's also an in game shop where you can buy stuff mm-hmm. yeah so but that's that, no different than World of Warcraft it that is true however World of Warcraft has a, Ton of content, yeah. like a, a decade worth. A of decade's content. worth. That's yeah. exactly right. So it'll be very interesting to see how this shapes up. I mean, I think. Can I make one you final may. point? You may. I think what we haven't talked about yet is the actual game design of free to play, and it does change. Like if you're making a premium download, you don't need to think about how am I going to extract money. You know, if it's fifteen dollars a month, you don't need to say, well, should travel be free or should that cost a token? And those co- tokens cost ten cents. Like these are the things that have to happen when you change a game to be free to play. That you know, I wrote a big story that a lot of people read about this is why free-to-play games sometimes don't feel good. Um, they're not all created equal. I think Lord of the Rings Online, I name-dropped that game a lot. I really like its free-to-play model. Um, other MMOs, I don't like their free-to-play model. So, I, I don't know. That's why the subscription fee appeals to me, Justin Davis. Like, whether it was a good business move, I don't know. But for me, I'm happy to spend $15 a month, and then when I'm in the world of Tamriel, in Elder Schools Online, I don't need to be thinking about money sure. after but, that. But at the same time, like by adding that in-game shop, they kind of take that away from you, don't they? I mean, it, dep- it depends on the nature of the in-game shop. Like, right. if it's like WoW, so it's like, you can buy this dumb mount, like, I'm, hap- I'm, I'm happy to ignore that. You know, or again, like, you know, Lord of the Ring Online, like, I buy the content packs and ignore everything else, and I'm fine with that. Like, it depends. What about looking at the people who are paying the $60 for the game and then a 15 month as your test group right because you, you, what you're talking about is a great point the fact that there's not going to be that many Xbox Ones PlayStation 4s out there however the people who will have bought those consoles will be the hardcore gamer who know what an Elder Scrolls game means right so they buy it regardless of what we think of it at launch because it's Elder Scrolls they want to get in they go through and then they get to point out what they don't want want more of this that and the other and then they get to come out and be, the developers get to come out and be like well we fixed all that and free to play download the client no problem and then just pay us a subscription or whatever and, and then you get you get your loyal hardcore kind of pissed off that I had to pay $60 to get into this game and now they're letting any you any give them a founder's in. cape or something in there <laughs> right. there's been there's already like running jokes there's like people are starting pools I'm like well okay how long until Elder Scrolls goes free to play right, six right. months eight months you yeah. know 12 months yeah will it make a year yeah uh, that's the outside chance will it make a year it's supposed to be out next spring right give or take with MMOs who knows yeah For more on The Elder Scrolls Online, stay tuned to IGN GameScoop.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.